0: everyone this is Kimberly and this is Katie and you're listening to a second dose of a double date with dateline now that would make it a fourth dose two times two it's a second dose of a date with dateline
1: this is part two of a date with dateline that we did two days ago
0: deadly connection
1: deadly connection part two
0: yeah so you have to listen to that one or you will have no idea what's going on we won't. You won't know what Keith has leaned on. No. Which detectives I am shipping?
1: We may or may not have also left the last episode in a cliffhanger, mm-hmm. which I'm very tickled about. But mm-hmm. I feel like people are going to think it's annoying.
0: I feel like people watch the Dateline, so I feel like they're fine.
1: Is it passe to say sorry not sorry? Passe.
0: It's a little passe.
1: Okay. I'm sorry. Kind of. Not. Oh. Keep going. Right, press on.
0: That's not passing at all. Okay. So we last left the story. Yes. The police were following Trav. Ooh. Travi. Ooh. Travis. Yeah. Who we still haven't decided what kind of music he listens to. No. And we shan't
1: because no. we have a lot of story.
0: So they are following him downtown and he's kind of basically skulking the streets, following women around, especially drunk women.
1: This is after there was also a giant house fire and Lydia was in the hospital and we gotten his DNA? Yes.
0: Yes, we're waiting for the DNA.
1: We're waiting to see if he's a match for DNA found under Lydia's fingernails. And now he's out skulking the streets yet again in this weird small college town above Denver. Right,
0: reminiscent of what happened to Kenya. Yes. They watch him and they see him follow one girl and mm-hmm. they come up to him, the cops, the local cops, and they ask him, what are you doing? And he what's your name? And he gives him a fake name
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they let him go. But they're still watching him and they see him following another woman who's very drunk and they're scared he's going to attack. So they have no other ideas, but I think it's brilliant what they do. They arrest him for giving a fake name, which apparently you can get arrested for. You think so, that's brilliant? Totally. What else could they? They have nothing else to arrest him for. And they need to stop him from attacking a woman. But how
1: can they? This is what I didn't understand. How can they prove that he gave them a. Does he do you have to show ID if you're asked by a police officer?
0: No, I don't think so. No, that's stopping.
1: So how would they know that they like how would they assess that he They had been given a fake name?
0: Because they were following him. So they already knew who he was.
1: But he doesn't know
0: that right but he still gave him a fake name and it's illegal to give a, it's a misdemeanor to give a fake name to a police officer
1: you see why this i would feel like this is problematic because like how would he how how would they know that it was a fake name unless they are they supposed to be do they have a warrant to be following him do you see what I'm... oh
0: yeah no it's fine that they're following it
1: okay but i'm just saying they don't saying, have like... to
0: lie about the fact that they're following him
1: I see. That's where I'm getting to, because I feel like in court, what a lawyer's going to do is try to get your case thrown out based on how you were called. Do you see what I'm saying? Like- but I
0: think it's fine. It's not um, illegal that they're following him because he's being wanted for two murders
1: because he's under suspicion. I a see. murder
0: and a half. So, yeah, they but I didn't know that it was that <laughs> uh, it, it was against the law to give a fake name. So you need to stop telling the cops that your name is Margot Robbie.
1: Oh, yeah. Or Anastasia.
0: Beaverhausen.
1: Gender schnusen. Yeah.
0: And mm-hmm. I need to stop calling myself Dr. Poppycock <laughs> when I get pulled over for being on my Dr. cell phone. Dr. Amber Poppycock. <laughs> All the way from across the pond. <laughs> they always give me a look, but they let me go.
1: <laughs> the thickest, worst British accent. Yeah. Where's she
0: from? My husband, Alistair Poppycock. He's not a doctor. I'm a doctor. Do you think a woman can't be a doctor? Because I'm the doctor of the family. (laughs) But I took his last name because I like to be a little bit old fashioned, you see. (laughs) What am I a doctor in? I'm an entomologist, which is the study of bees. Oh, I don't think that's right. Nope. That's the study of not skin. Epidemiology is the study of infectious diseases, That's which it. we all know now because of COVID. Except
1: Katie couldn't figure it out just now. <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> wow. Terrible. The police would just let you go because it's annoying. They'd be like, OK,
0: bye. Entomology, the branch of zoology concerned with the study of insects. Oh, bees. 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 Please. (laughs) Joke's not on board. It's such a random joke, but it's so funny. I don't know why it's so funny from Arrested Development. It's like not funny maybe the first time you see it, but then once you start quoting it, it's way funnier.
1: Okay.
0: I don't know why. Okay, so... Everyone's
1: taking your word for it. Okay.
0: Yeah. So where were we? Poppycock. So um, they'd arrest him. And interestingly enough, Detective Shackley, who I was shipping with Detective Nash um, is already married and her husband is on the force and he's the one who arrests Travis. Yeah, And he calls her and says, we got him. And she's crying telling Keith about this. It's kind of really adorable.
1: It is really adorable and I hope you feel bad.
0: I do, I do, I really feel bad. Yeah, stop that. I'm happy in both of their respective partnerships. Yeah, stop ruining marriages. I hope they have a professional and friendship going forward, though.
1: Yeah, I think they do. I think they, like, would definitely go to get drinks with their significant others.
0: Yeah. So it's only a misdemeanor to give Professor Poppycocks as your name. So they... I just made myself a professor.
1: Uh, I know. Why do you have all these degrees? I don't know. Why am I, like, just a nobody? I'm, like, a streetwalker. And you're like... (laughs) Like, I'm immediately Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman.
0: You're like, I'm studying for my GED. I'm going to get there one day. It's seriously. i failed it three times. I'm missing like. And eight, I'm a professor with eight degrees. I don't
1: like this. And I would like to switch places, please.
0: <laughs> we came up with these ourselves. Well, I came up with yours yourself. So I guess. Yeah, I'm Anastasia.
1: Gender Susan is now you. That's you. You have to okay. come up with something for yourself. You can be a jewel thief, though.
0: Okay, what you would want to be a jewel thief? You love heists. I
1: think I want to be the doctor, or uh, the doctor and the professor.
0: I'm fine, fine. So they—it's only a misdemeanor, so they have to get this DNA match, and it's taking a long time. And they needed to go through, or they're gonna have to let him go. Mm. So he was supposed to bond out at ten thirty for this misdemeanor that they're holding him on on Monday, ten thirty just minutes before they get the match. It's a DNA match. It's so dramatic.
1: Yeah, it really is. And she
0: calls Nash, Detective Shackley calls Nash in tears to tell him. Yeah. So exciting. So then they tell Kenya's family, we've got him, DNA match on this Lydia. But they still wanna know where Kenya is. So Tony, stepdad, dad, calls the district attorney and says, make a deal. We don't even care if he goes down to manslaughter. We just want her body back. We want to know what happened. He's like desperate, but they're still hoping they can get him to talk.
1: But you can't. You don't get to. Here's what I didn't like about that. Sorry, but Tony, you don't get to say that yet because this isn't your case yet. He hasn't been charged for. He
0: meant when they charge him with Kenya's.
1: Okay, because I was going to say you're sort of stepping on that case, he like wasn't maybe that
0: stepping on Lydia's charge. He has no business on that.
1: Okay, I think maybe doing... Lydia doesn't want to make a deal.
0: Right, I totally see what you're saying, but I think he meant in his in Kenya's story. Yeah. Okay, so Travis isn't talking. He's um, waiting for Lydia's trial to start. Shackley goes to see him. He won't talk to her. I wonder if this is like a gender politics thing. If he just doesn't seem to like women that much. If he was like not wanting to talk to a female detective or if it was just that he had bonded heavily with Nash.
1: I wonder what would make you think he didn't like women that much.
0: I'm saying he obviously doesn't like women that much. But do you think that that's part of the reason why he won't talk to Shackley? Yes. Okay, I see, I thought you were making that face because you thought I was stretching and trying to make it a sexist thing. And just because he's a murderer is not, doesn't necessarily mean he's sexist.
1: I think he's sexist. I think he's a sexist murderer. Okay, good. Who doesn't like women.
0: Good. So he won't talk to Shackley. The crime lab calls Nash and they need more DNA. So he goes to see him. And Travis is excited to see his buddy Nash. Mm -hmm. He's like, what's up, Nash? Why are you here? He wants to be friends, basically. Um, He wants to sell him some granola. So Nash and him chat. And Travis says... What I want is to go to prison without being labeled as a sex offender. That's all I want because he knows what happens to sex offenders in prison. I'll talk. I'll tell you where Kenya is and what happened.
1: Is that a real thing? What happens to sex offenders in prison? I believe
0: sex offenders and rapists are the and like um, pedophiles are the lowest rung in um, prison. I think that's a true stereotype.
1: Okay, that's not just like a thing that people say that's not really true.
0: I think it's true. But if anyone is in prison listening.
1: Well, I guess if anybody knows the prison system. Write me. Yeah, we could be friends. This is you. Is this very thirsty? (laughs) Is this you still thinking that you might meet your husband in prison? Well, is that what that was? Was that a pickup line?
0: No, I was just reading some old tweets the other day and someone had said the problem with all these love after lockup shows is that people go for someone who's getting out. And they were like, I say life sentence or nothing.
1: That falls right in line. And I think
0: that's what David and 90 Day Fiance should be going for. Someone in prison where he knows where they are all the time. I think I stole this from Jody from reality TV. I think she came up with this theory, but I thought it was very smart. Sorry, Jody. I steal a lot from you, Jody. I want to be you. Um, Oh, boy. So this took a weird turn. So Travis says that's what he wants. And Nash is like tries reverse psychology and says, I don't think you're going to tell us anything. I don't think you're man enough to give up the information. And Keith is so intrigued by this theory, like delighted that Nash is trying this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Nash can't just can't believe that Travis would be so willing to confess because there's really no body and no DNA that matches to Kenya because they don't have a body. Mm-hmm. And they have nothing except a lot of circumstantial evidence. Mm-hmm. And so Travis could be acting, asking for a lot more. Travis is not that bright.
1: But I think Travis is more. So the the rule is, is that he won't go to jail for being a sex offender in either case. Correct. It's not just Kenya. It's that he won't go to jail for sexually assaulting Lydia as well. Mm -hmm. That's rough.
0: But it's not like he wouldn't go away for life for these crimes. It's just something that gets him taken care of more in prison
1: yeah I it doesn't
0: really i mean the charges are so high that taking away the sex offender charge is not gonna let him get out sooner or anything
1: right right
0: so although i just don't know if they're because they took place in different cities if they're being prosecuted by they're not being prosecuted by the same district attorney so they would both have to be working with each other yeah to agree to drop that part of the charge Although they don't know if he sexually assaulted Kenya. They know that he sexually assaulted Lydia. So.
1: But I think they can guess. I mean, I think they can guess based on what happened to Lydia. Like, mm-hmm. it was both of them, right? Yeah. I, I would guess that.
0: But basically, Travis is not really thinking things through. No, he's not. I, he's not that smart.
1: No, he's really not.
0: If he was smart, he would keep his secrets, his important adulting papers, in a Fidelius vault.
1: That's the truth.
0: Fidelius lets you create online vaults where you store your information and you guard the vaults with people you trust. So you create different vaults for different situations like estate planning, your medical records, investments. Let's say you have LLC paperwork for your granola business or maps to where you buried bodies and you customize your online vaults. And then you pick key holders who you want to get into your vaults in case you get arrested for murder or something happens to you. Smart. But this is a two-step guardian approval protocol. So you pick guardians that you trust to be your proxy who will, in case of emergency or, again, arrest for murder, approve or deny these key holders access. So let's say Trav has a mysterious business partner in his, let's say, very lucrative granola delivery business? Sure. Sure. And he, the business partner is a key holder because he'd need access to the business papers if Travis got arrested. But he also has a monetary reason to frame Travis for murder, to get control of the business. So Travis would make maybe his parents, the guardians who could decide if this shady business partner gets access to that information.
1: Very smart
0: so smart. Fidelius is extremely affordable. It's also incredibly secure. And there's a free 21 day trial period with no credit card required. Just go to their website and poke around and see what you think. It's the best idea.
1: Oh, it's such a smart idea.
0: Our listeners get 30% off your first year or a lifetime membership. Wow. Just visit FideliusVaults.com and enter code Dateline at checkout com and enter code DATELINE at checkout. No one can predict the future, but you can be better prepared for it starting today. Don't be a dum-dum. Trust no one. Fidelius Faults. That's their new tagline. I just made it up.
1: I give it a five.
0: It's co- out of a f- a five? Thanks, Fidelius. Thanks, Fidelius. So.
1: I'll give you a six.
0: Thank you. It's because I said dum-dum.
1: Maybe. Mm, okay. I'll work on it. I don't think that I think it's being a bully. (laughs) You're calling people names in order to get them to sign up. (laughs) I'm just kidding.
0: If the dumb, dumb shoe fits, wear it.
1: Oh, that's true. Yeah, that is correct.
0: So Nash decides to celebrate because he's gotten this deal. He goes out of town with his family, but then he gets a call that Travis has backed out of the deal.
1: Oh, God, this part killed me.
0: He starts crying in front of his wife like on their vacay, to be fair, Nash, you told him he was going to back out of the deal. You basically dared him to drop out of the deal. And he did. So you He called. did. That's <laughs> true. You know, maybe that reverse psychology was not the smartest way to go.
1: Maybe when you call people dum-dums, they don't want to do things. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Nash and I are learning a lot of lessons tonight. Aww. So meanwhile, the family of Kenya is still holding out hope that she's alive. And what's making it worse is there are sightings coming in of her, which I think is people are just trying to be helpful. Right. But it has to be just brutal when each one doesn't pan out. Uh, And Tony, even though he does really think she's dead, he's still following girls down the street that look like her and like watching them turn the corner to see if it's her. That's going to get you arrested, Tony.
1: That is. I thought that, too. I was really nervous for him. I was like, Tony, don't give the cops a fake name when they pick you up.
0: (laughs) So when Nash comes back from vacation, the deal is suddenly back on, which is, yay, amazing. It's no death penalty. Why did we need to
1: know about any of that? Because
0: it's a two-parter,
1: a two-hour story. But you see what I'm saying, right?
0: It is because we've landed in exactly the same spot. But we did get to see the journey emotional that went through getting this deal.
1: You're right. We got to see a one minute, 40 second emotional journey. All right. Uh-huh. But that's all right. All right.
0: So Nash um, is excited. This deal is for no death penalty, no sex crime charges. But he'll take them to Kenya's body and he'll confess. Mm-hmm. So now we see Keith sitting on a ledge in town square. He's not leaning, but it's still very dramatic. And I thought worth pointing out. So Travis leads them out of town to this rural area, Keensburg, the same place that he keeps going. And the same place the police have been now several times and haven't found anything.
1: Because it's just rural, right? They don't know what they're looking for and they're not it's following ponds, him.
0: It's weeds, it's fields. They have no idea. It's very the movie Seven,
1: Yes, anytime people do this, it's the movie Seven. But yeah, this one in particular. What's in the
0: box? They're all driving in the car together, super awkward, um, like with Kevin Spacey, which would be an awkward ride anytime. But they're sitting in the car and Travis is with Nash and Shackley. Mm-hmm. And Shackley has a cast on, on her foot. And he's, it's very quiet and super awkward. And then he asked her what happened to her foot. And she says, it's a stress fracture from running. So Travis opens up. All of a sudden, running gets him to open up about his favorite movies, his favorite foods. It's like a normal conversation.
1: No one asked you. No one cares. man.
0: But they're trying to keep him talking because they're scared he could back out at any minute. Like if they said, I don't really like granola that much. He might just be like, F it. I'm not taking you to her body
1: turn this car around
0: detective is that what he
1: says movies
0: do you think he likes by the way
1: seven (laughs) for real i think so do i though
0: it's like one of my favorite movies
1: me too but he's a fincher fan yeah for sure and it would annoy you and unnerve you that he also liked it it would give you that feeling in your stomach where you're like you do (laughs) <laughs> Damn you it. don't really like you don't like it the way i like it and you're turning around in your seat getting mad your at your favorite
0: food is pizza shoot um mine used to be pizza now it's tacos
1: you've been a vegan since you were 13 what
0: <laughs> you're jewish <laughs> <laughs> this lady at target today filmed herself knocking down all these masks in target she's so mad that they have masks And then they go to her house to arrest her. She starts saying she's working for Trump and she should call him and get him on the phone right now. And she's part of the deep state and she's part of his secret task force or something. And then as they're arresting her, she goes, this is because I'm Jewish, right?
1: (gasps) She was one of your people.
0: I don't think she's one of my people. I think you better call her.
1: I definitely think she's crazy
0: to help her out because she's Jewish. I don't think so.
1: That's not the right attitude, is it? I don't think so. I'm not coming. That's not a good attitude.
0: Not a mask thrower. Uh, So they let him out of the car, and he walks to this area, and it's he's very quiet. And then, literally out of nowhere, he does this blood curdling scream.
1: Well, that's when you're in seven, and everyone needs to get the get the f back in the cars that minute. When she said that, I was like, it's totally a setup. Get in the car. John Doe has the upper hand here. (laughs) Get in the car. Get in the car. Stop. John Doe has the upper Do you know what I said? That's it. We had the seven moment. No, you got to go. You got to get You got to get out.
0: Uh-huh. But instead, he just stops. He just screams one scream and then is quiet again. And then just calmly walks over to a spot and says, she's over there. And Nash walks and he's like right here. And Travis says, yeah, you're standing right on top of her. Mm-mm. So they start digging and they find her which is horrible.
1: Is he still there or is he in the car? Because I don't want him anywhere near the body when they're digging it up. Right.
0: No, that's great. I don't. Yeah, he shouldn't. Yeah, they shouldn't let him see it. He'd just like start getting too excited. Yeah, that's what
1: I'd worry about. I don't like that. Okay.
0: so the D.A. Lombardi, she calls Tony and says, I think we found her. And then Tony has to tell Kenya's mom. And he said it was the hardest thing he's ever had to do. And he has to tell Kenya's siblings and they're like, oh, they found her. Is she alive? He's like, no, no, it's this. Oh, God, I can't even. It's
1: brutal. It's 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 unbelievably brutal. Yeah. Also, the weird thing is he's telling Tony is telling the story, but she's sitting right there. I was kind of like, Tony, she's right there. Let her tell let her tell her reaction when you told her. I didn't understand why she was doing all the talking for her. Does she not want to talk?
0: She may be a shy and she doesn't speak English as well. Was that why?
1: That's why I don't I'm asking. know. I'm just
0: making that up. I just don't want to assume that Tony is one of those over mansplainers.
1: I didn't say that. I just didn't know why he didn't let her talk. But yes, I guess that sounds like an over mansplainer. We'll, we'll
0: get to an update with them oh. that is that makes me think interesting.
1: Okay, I'll so be quiet.
0: on the drive back, Travis starts basically. It's so weird. He's like, "Hey, Nash, Nash. I told you. I'd tell you. Are you happy?" Are you happy, Nash? I told you, I'd tell you. And Nash is like, yeah, yeah, you did, buddy. Like, good job. Like, he seeks approval. He has daddy issues.
1: I was waiting for him to say, dad, dad, (laughs) look at me.
0: Take a look at me now. Mm -mm. So they bring Travis back to the station for his confession. And he says he didn't mean to do it, but he did. Basically, he raped her he strangled her, he put her body in the cooler and then he drove it out to the field and got rid of the body. At the end of the confession, Nash shakes his hand and says, "Thanks." And Travis again says, "I told you I would do it. I told you I'd do it, Nash. You just won't give up. You just won't give up." And Nash is very proud that like he kept at it. And like that's why he caved.
1: Were you expecting a little bit more to the end of that meeting? It was like and then he said this and I kept thinking it was over. Do you know what I'm saying? Shook my hand and looked him in the eye. And I said, you're going away for a long time, son. I wanted it to be something he like that. He did
0: not have his Bruce Willis lethal weapon whatever, or diehard, whatever, like you're saying.
1: No, he did not have a button.
0: He should have had a quip, a quip ready. Instead, what we had instead of a button, we had a
1: slow zipper like. Zzz, zzz, what? What if he said. Zzz, zipping it up.
0: They don't serve granola in the slammer, Trav. Yeah, it could have been that. You can't listen to Jack Johnson in prison.
1: Stop trying to make that work. <laughs> Stop trying to insert your your preference on,
0: <laughs> on his
1: musical taste into this episode. Um, bubbly but,
0: toes. Um, I hate is that, that what song. Jack
1: Johnson sings? A star from my nose and a crinkle my toes. That one? Uh, no, that's a girl. No,
0: it's different. It's her eyes are as big as a bubbly toes. That's not the tune. That but...
1: one? Yeah, I know that. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody, if you love that song. I don't think I'm into it. I'm really if sorry. If that
0: was like the song your husband proposed to you with.
1: Seriously, I know. If that was the song they played at your wedding, I'm <laughs> I'm really sorry. I feel really bad. <laughs> I have questionable Send us the taste video. in music. I'm sure it was lovely. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Katie always planned to walk down the aisle to like Nine Inch Nails or something, acoustic. So don't, we don't go by us. So Travis also confesses to Lydia's attack, which is great. So they have that. Kenya's family buries her body. Very sad. Lydia is starting to recover. She's out of the coma. She's out of the ICU after five weeks and she's doing physical therapy. She has to relearn everything. She has to relearn how to walk, how to talk. She literally can't talk. So at the sentencing... She can't speak, but she faces this man who did all these terrible things to her. She forgives him.
1: Her dad speaks for her, too. Reads
0: her statement oh my about how forgiving is better than hatred. This man poured bleach on you and set you on fire. Like, I can't. But she after, does. After
1: sexually after assaulting se- you. After yeah. raping
0: you and and beating your face in. And you had to jump out of a second story building.
1: And you forgave him in public.
0: Everyone is crying, they said, including the judge. So Kenya's mom hugs Lydia at the hearing. And she said, this is when she did get to speak.
1: Yes, finally. Finally. Gosh, (laughs) darn it. Tony. Sorry, I was upset. I was kind of grumpy about it. Tony. Yeah.
0: Katie is unhappy with you.
1: I like like you, Tony, but let her have a thing. Let her have a second. Jeez.
0: (laughs) So... Kenya's mom feels Kenya saying to her, give her the ring. And she has Kenya's favorite ring on her. So she gives it to Lydia. And she said holding Lydia in her arms was like holding Kenya again. And Tony says they're all related now. It's really sweet. It's really, really sweet. Kenya's family started a foundation in Kenya's name and they do a memorial walk And they help families of missing people, which is awesome. And Lydia is in physical therapy, relearning to speak. Ten months after her attack, she sits down with Keith. She looks amazing. She has um, some scars and she has braces because her whole jaw was destroyed. And she talks very slowly and very purposefully. She has to think hard about every word that she says. But she's using smarter words than I do.
1: She's using a really large vocabulary.
0: Mm-hmm. So um, she said she's trying to find a balance between her ambitions to get better and her still healing brain and body. Because I think she's one of these um, driven people, like really driven to achieve things. And so she wants it's the to... The word
1: ambition. I know. Oh, my God. All right.
0: Keep going. I cannot even use it. She says the hardest part was forgiving Travis. But she did it to heal herself rather than being angry. And Keith is like in awe of her, as we all are.
1: Forgiving is easier than holding anger. And I lost my crap and started crying. Yeah. This is the one. This is the moment that I got. Yeah, it got, it got me, gal. I was done.
0: She says she believes that Travis was acting out of fear and hatred And she chooses love and peace. And she says, so I won.
1: I chose love and peace over fear. And I won. And Katie can't handle it. (laughs) And I was like, what a beautiful sentiment for the days we are in now. Mm -hmm. I chose love and peace over fear.
0: Fear mongering.
1: And I won.
0: Yeah, you did win. You did win, Lydia. And then she gets up and she goes to her bag and you're like, what is going to happen now? Oh my God. And she gives, she says, I brought brought a present for Keith. And she gives it to him. and It's a bracelet with an acronym on it for her name. And it's Live Your Days Inspired Anew. And that spells Lydia. And we all just washed away on a sea of our tears. Just- um- and I immediately tried to find
1: one for you as you have a birthday approaching on the internet. I was like, can I find one? Can I find one? Can I buy them? She's still making them because I didn't realize that this was a repeat.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a very old. Yeah, sorry. I did. Uh, someone posted her Instagram. So now I'm following her on Instagram.
1: Well, I'm going to see if the bracelets are available on her Instagram because that would have helped me out.
0: So um, I have some outside info, a tiny bit, and I have a final question for you.
1: No, I guess. Is it about Lydia? Because I can't. I just finished Hamilton. I've just been crying for six days.
0: (laughs) So would Travis have been caught if he had not made that text to Kenya's phone?
1: That was literally the one question I had for you. Remember, I made you stop earlier in the first part of this episode because I had to write something down, that was the question I wrote down for you. Oh, yeah. So I guess we both get to answer the question. Um, I mean... Uh, that is that is the question.
0: Tra- Tony l- got that text and the- led the police to him.
1: Remind our people what you're talking about because this was from part the one. The next
0: day after she went missing, Travis said, hey, did you get home okay? It's Travis, the guy with the creepy white van. And... Tony went to meet with him and the police came and met with him. And that's when he became um, an unofficial suspect because he was maybe the last person to see her. And he told the police that story about dropping her off to go home with this other guy in the parking lot who they they could never find because he doesn't exist.
1: This is at so this is the text message that he sends to Kenya's phone to either
0: insert himself in the case or to. Give himself an alibi like, hey, it's obviously not me because I was concerned. Someone on Twitter was saying the only reason they could think he would do it besides just his ego and wanting to get involved in like, you know, is he maybe thought someone saw her her with him. And so he was doubling, like doubling his efforts to give himself a to be like, well, I didn't hide it. I texted her the next day.
1: So. OK, remember how I was all upset about the um, video surveillance at the gas station? hmm. Do you think that he had the same thought that I had, which is, oh, my gosh, all of these gas stations have video surveillance. They're going to see that she didn't leave, that she got back into my car and left with me in the van.
0: But how would he know that they had even stopped at that gas station? How would anyone know that they stopped at that gas station unless he told them?
1: So what unless if there- the
0: police canvass every gas station in that area?
1: What if the person behind the counter remembers a really, really drunk girl? They're seeing all these missing posting poster signs.
0: Well, I don't know if that part was true about the cigarettes in the gas station. I kind of assumed it wasn't true.
1: Yeah. So maybe it's not true, but I don't know. Either way, he may be there's some I don't think it's out of trying to insert himself by being like, sorry, narcissistic. I think that this is much more an insecurity thing that we're seeing that he is worried that he effed it up there is somebody saw him at some point or something that he thought was more important than it actually is. And so that's why he's inserting himself.
0: Although he does do the, what's her name again? Like, look how innocent I am. Well, He
1: does love to do that, but he's trying to clear himself. But I think that he thinks this is the only way to clear myself as if I let it be known that I saw her and then move on.
0: Right. I believe-
1: He thinks he's smarter than he is.
0: He does. He hadn't told Maria, the bakery owner- that he had driven this missing girl home. Mm -hmm. She would not have been as suspicious if she saw him unplugging the camera and would not have necessarily turned that footage over to the police. And if she had, they would not have any idea that he was involved in this missing girl case. They would think maybe he's just stealing money from the bakery he works at. Not that he's involved in a murder. So it's... Also, his other downfall was telling Maria, because when she heard the unplugging and saw with the gloves, she thought of the girl that he was so frazzled that he had dropped off the night before that was missing.
1: So is that what you think? What do you why do you think he did it? Why do you think he sent that text?
0: I I don't know.
1: Do you think all of this was kind of out of like oversharing? Because that's what sort of I kind of like. do.
0: I kind of do. But I could I think it could be he was trying to cover his tracks. In case someone had seen him. There was no reason him for him to tell Maria, though. Why would he tell his boss, kind of, that he is now involved in the murder thing?
1: Do you remember what I said about his eye, his pupils being tiny, like, pinpricks? hmm So this all makes a lot of sense if, indeed, he is a meth user, like I said. Because that is, like, an ability to not stop yourself from talking. Right. So there's a very good chance mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that if I'm right on that, he's just going to talk about it because he thinks he's being really smart in the moment, but really he's just high.
0: Right. Yeah, that's totally possible too. Yeah. And explains why he would tell her. Although I think the police were already on to him at that point and they were searching the bakery. They wanted to search the bakery, so he would have had to tell her anyways. But if he hadn't done the text or hadn't told Maria, I think he could have gotten away with it. I think he could have gotten away with it easily. And he wouldn't have gotten caught with Lydia because they wouldn't have had his DNA. So... He would have gotten away with both of them if he hadn't opened his big mouth. So wow. there's a video that's more of the interrogation after, when he's confessing. That's mm-hmm. a Dateline producer posted. And it's so, there's a couple really weird things about it. So he says he wanted to bury her near water or trees. And they said, why? And he said, I just think it's, it's nicer. And I, I would want someone to do that for me to bury me in a peaceful place where there's water or trees instead of just dumping my body. And he starts to cry a little. Like he did this, her this beautiful gift, planting her by it. So when he saw that tree, that's why he picked that tree.
1: This sounds like druggie talk. I'm really sorry. I know that I'm like making a face, but that's what that sounds like to me.
0: It also sounds like hippie talk too. I wanted her to be part of the earth. A hippie killer? Earth and wind and water and...
1: That's a band. Oh, wait, no, that's Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Here's a really weird part, though.
1: Oh, God. Oh, am I ready? I don't... I feel like you're dropping a lot of bombs on me. Sorry,
0: I might be overexcited about this. I'm I'm surprised this didn't wind up in the episode because it's very interesting to me. He, he purposefully left his credit card inside the hole where he buried her body. And they say, why? And he says... It's not that I wanted to get caught or like brag that I did it. If you're saying those two things that are not the reason, they are probably kind of the reason you're trying to leave a calling card or something. Mm -hmm. But he says the reason he says, I just thought it was the right thing to do. And I felt like if you've found her body, then I deserve to be caught. So I should leave my name there. So if you guys are good enough to find her body, then I deserve to be caught. Thoughts? Is that not one of the weirdest things you've heard?
1: Okay, so something's not right with him. Like something's... I mean, I'm saying that there's definitely something off in most murderers' brains. Yeah. But he has a serial killer brain, right? This is not a normal murderer. This is... We're looking at a serial killer, is what Travis is like, the budding serial killer.
0: I don't know if there aren't more, and he already isn't a serial killer.
1: Yeah. Correct. And definitely, if not women, animals. Yeah. Yeah, he's got the signs or just a lot of drug use. Although I
0: feel like he's a vegetarian.
1: Which makes me think that it's like um, when you use a lot of drugs and you fry your brain a little bit, that's like you you can be, you have like neurosis forever. Right, yeah. So
0: I something's, that's... The fact that he says, it's not that I wanted to get caught or that I'm trying to brag about what I did. Those, the fact that he's saying that means... He's thought about what it would look like if he left that card there and Mm -hmm. why he did it. Or he pre-planned it and thought about what it would look like. He had thought of that. So he's very quick to say, this is not why I did it, which does make me kind of think that's why he did it. But also the fact that he says, if you guys are good enough, it's like he's playing a game with them. If you guys are good enough to find her, then I failed. At my job of being a good serial killer, so I deserve to be caught because you found my body. So it is like a calling card.
1: Did you ever, growing up, like answer fake questions in the mirror? So, like, pretended like you were being interviewed on yes. some sort of a show, or do you know what I'm talking about? I think he is doing that with a murder. Does that make sense? All of this stuff seems like he has really thought about it and romanticized it in this very weird way. What kind
0: of serial killer he's going to be and what he's going to be known for.
1: I am the center of the universe. I am the center of attention right now. Everyone's hanging on my every word like that car trip to the picking up the body and the yelling. That's all like he thinks he's in a flippin
0: movie. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. And he goes on the news. Yeah. Yeah,
1: he goes on the news, so then he's also that killer that goes on the news. He's like all of the
0: killers. Yeah.
1: Somebody needs to go study him cuz something's
0: I be- I th- I want to say there's a book and I'm not 100% sure, but I don't know why there's like not more about this cuz I've only ever seen the dateline. Tell us if there's podcasts about it cuz he's like one of those that's an underrated killer. I feel like though there's a whole can of worms that needs to be delved into about Travis.
1: Because he's not like a killer because he really needs to kill. It's almost like he's a killer. He's like a modern killer because he's not like Bundy or Dahmer or something like that. He's like a killer for fame only. Does that make
0: sense? But it didn't work because he's not a famous killer. I can't even remember his last name.
1: That's why you shouldn't give him more attention. Tilbert.
0: Well, he's in jail, so... He's not going to see any proceeds off of this, nor will we. It's just a podcast. But as you think, like someone writes a book on him. I don't know. Maybe he has people writing books about him and they meet with him in prison. And then he feels very important because he has to go out and meet with his author.
1: If you wrote him a letter, he would write you back right away.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. If
1: you said you were from a podcast, we should do a study where I write him a letter. Do not say I'm from anything you write him a letter and say you're from a podcast and see what happens.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know about this guy. I got a bad. I got the willies.
0: Oh, he's he's scary. He's so scary. This episode has always been one of my, I hate to say favorites, but it's so creepy and so sad. But it has, like, it's just the so weird. And I feel like there's so much more to the story. So um, Dateline gave us an update since this episode is Seven years old six years old so i don't want to say it but i feel like i have to say it okay tony and maria are divorced you're okay with it because you think he overstepped and talked too much
1: if there were percentages in this episode he would have talked 97 percent, and she would have talked three percent
0: playing devil's advocate is that just what dateline chose to use Yeah, maybe.
1: But I would have liked to have heard her voice a little more. And maybe she is shy. So it's fine. It just seems like he was answering some of the questions that very naturally should have been her.
0: And when they do show a press conference, she's standing next to him. But he's the one talking when he's like answering questions to the media. He became their spokesperson. I think he runs still runs the Kenya Foundation. He does. He does. Um, And they help people who have people that are missing in their families. The sister has three kids.
1: That young, the young girl that we meet. I loved her. I loved the sister. We barely talk about her. I wish we got to
0: see the other sister, too, because in the photos and the videos, they're just so cute. The three of them. Um, Lydia turned 40. And this is amazing. She does yoga. She's a yoga teacher. She's so flexible. She teaches public classes, but she also teaches incarcerated kids and she calls them her prison kids. And on her Instagram, she wears Black Lives Matter shirts.
1: Kimberly, she's putting us to shame.
0: She is a way better person than all of us combined.
1: Seriously, Lydia, I'd love to meet you someday, but I'm maybe not worthy.
0: (laughs) No, I'm definitely not. Not at all. She teaches prison kids yoga.
1: She's trying to keep them from turning into Mm Travis's. It's unbelievably selfless and brave. And I'm. Oh, Lydia, tip of the hat to you. That's unbelievable.
0: Yes. Um, This episode is dedicated to Michelle M., who has been a patron patronus since 2018. Wow. She's been one of our most generous patroni. So because of that, I asked if she had any questions that we could answer on the air. And she would like us to play a round of Katie's least favorite game in the world.
1: Oh, for goodness sakes.
0: Kill Mary Bang slash Kiss, kiss. with Pam Hub, oh Sheila Davalou, oh Rebecca Bryan, who is Becky's protege, oh. <laughs> I
1: remind me what Rebecca Bryan did again.
0: So she's the one who uh, said that uh, a guy broke into her house and shot her husband, but really she did it. She was sleeping with this younger guy who she had in her phone as Becky's protege. When they take her into the police station, she takes off her shirt with her boobs out. Yes, yes. No bra.
1: Okay, so that's definitely the kiss. So Becky's (laughs) protege has to be the kiss by process of elimination.
0: Because she's sexy, free with her body.
1: Mary, I'm going to take my chance with Sheila Davilo. I'm going to take my chance.
0: I feel like you would never be bored. You'd be something. (laughs) <laughs> you might get stabbed during a sex game gone wrong,
1: but yeah. but
0: I feel like she would be entertaining. And then Pam Hupp just deserves to not be around anymore, right? Plus, she's not interesting enough. Like, Sheila Davilou is fascinating to me. Yeah, Pam Hupp, I feel like, I don't feel like we have anything in common to talk about.
1: You personally would get so sick of Pam Hupp's huff. Like, because she would be the one. She's a Karen.
0: She's a what? You're so right. She's 100% a Karen. And that you couldn't take me crazy.
1: Yeah, you couldn't take it. Yeah. You know,
0: I actually do agree with Katie's suggestions. Those were exactly what I was going to say because of the boobs out. I would say the kiss because I feel like she's a little more free loving. I I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah, I like that game. Thank you, Michelle. We appreciate you so, so much. Let us know if you have any other questions for us to answer. So, um, B roll bonanza. Why did Travis walk down the halls in slow motion, crying in shackles, so many times? Um,
1: was why this why he like, just okay, cries so much? Drugs. I don't he's know. There was crying look, for himself. There was a lot of. He's very dramatic. He's very a lot. Yeah. Was he a theater kid? Mm, maybe wanted to be. Mm, interesting. I don't know what's up. There's something off with him. I don't know why this episode had so much slow-mo and so many fuzzy vignettes did you see that they were all over the place they would have like two people and then the outside of the frame is like
0: the two detectives are talking i wrote talking seriously in a very white lit room almost like a dream sequence
1: but everything's blown out on the edges they did a vignette where it's like the everything is out of focus on the
0: sides and it's it's like if someone is having a dream And they're in heaven or something. And they're sitting on white, fluffy clouds. Mm -hmm. Very strange. But maybe that's why I romanticized Nash and Shackley, because they were in this dream sequence together.
1: That's why it was subconscious. No, it was it was Dateline's fault, subconsciously subconscious coupling. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) but did you notice that they did that a ton in this? And I only
0: noticed it with them.
1: Again, I thought this was a new episode. So I'm like, oh, maybe we're going to start doing that now. Gosh, I'm mad at myself.
0: It's okay. The friend was looking through very large, huge 8x10 photos. Yeah. I've never seen loose leaf 8x10s flipping through them. Um, Not like on a casting table. Just flipping through them like you would a normal stack of photos. Very interesting. Mm. Um, And then we saw Nash firing some guns and looking very tough. Yes. MVP loser... I had just so many MVPs.
1: We're going back to MVP loser. But there I, you know, what's weird. I thought we should do one for this episode, too. I don't know if I can even decide. MVP is Lydia. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. And
1: Nash, kind of. I liked Nash. I thought he was excellent.
0: But then I thought Shackley was great, too. And yeah,
1: Shackley was good. The sister. Yes. And her. Yes. and Tony,
0: Tony, Tony.
1: Okay. So, Tony!
0: See, that's why there's too many.
1: This is an MVP-filled MVP episode. Oh, and Monica from The Bakery.
0: Love Monica. Was there
1: any losers?
0: Well, my only losers, we don't really meet, but they would potentially be, well, A, the friends that kind of um, just ditched her and took her purse and stuff home. Oh, yeah. And B, if someone slipped her a drug, whoever that person was, but you're going to hell anyways, so you don't even— need to worry. I'm pretty
1: about sure it. that was Travis. And
0: so she went to a,
1: a person's apartment and a hotel and then Travis picked her up. So he really was just cruising. Oh, man, he's such a. Ugh,
0: okay. Yeah, I believe so. So those I would say would be the losers. Do they feel bad? I hope so. They didn't appear on Dateline.
1: I would feel awful.
0: I would feel awful, too.
1: Not falafel. Feel awful. It sounded <laughs> like falafel. Okay. I would falafel, too.
0: By the way, I just started watching last night the new Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. I got so hooked. I watched, stayed up till two watching. And there's one that takes place at a party. And then somebody left somebody at a party and he feels really bad. And he should. Oh, no.
1: I've been watching Pamela Smart.
0: Oh, I started that too. I'm it's so good.
1: Too. There's so much extra stuff. Get ready for that. All Patreons. It's pretty fun.
0: What else do we have? We
1: have titles and we have Twitter. Yes. So, and did you have any quotes? I had, a, I think I covered all the quotes. You you did them during the episode. You did that big one at the top, which I liked. Yes. Oh, this one. Okay. I want to talk to you about this. So it, Keith says when it's right at the beginning, he's talking about, we're doing these like slow-mo introductions, kind of, like you're meeting the players of this thing. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Keith says, in, he describes what Lodo is. And then he says it was the night before April Fool's Day.
0: That's not a thing. Like April Fool's Eve. Like it's a holiday.
1: I know. And I love Keith. And I was like, do you read March 31st? Like
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe to him it's very important. But I did notice that because he says it a couple of times, like April Fool's Day. This is she was she was missing. and I was like, are you going to say that? Like, but it this would only be as appropriate as if he was like, but sadly, this was not a joke. That would make it appropriate. Right.
1: Oh.
0: That would be appropriate to point it out. Other than that, I don't feel like it's a holiday worth mentioning on dateline. Okay.
1: I'm glad you agree, because I was kinda I totally like totally agree. What are we doing?
0: Yeah. But maybe in the Morrison household it's like Halloween, it's like Christmas. It's like a big deal. Maybe it is. I it would is love that.
1: Ulysses' birthday.
0: Well, that's he should have said that then.
1: That's a national holiday.
0: Yeah. Brands on Happy Being da- on Dateline are now associated with murder. Granola?
1: Yeah, definitely granola. Um, although I wonder if the bakery got an uptick in business after this episode. They got a little free press.
0: I was going to say, someone find Monica online and send us her info, because I would order something from her, just as a way to say thank you. Yeah. And awesome. helping a small business.
1: That's very sweet.
0: Also, I just really like bakeries. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, titles?
1: Yeah, I don't have that great of ones, unfortunately. I don't know why we called it a Deadly Connection, though.
0: Because it's a deadly connection between Lydia and Kenya's case. Oh, okay. And it, and between those two departments working together.
1: That makes a lot more sense. I didn't get there, so that's great. I had yep.
0: Boogie Man's Bakery. Oh, okay. And I'm pronouncing it like Boogie, mm-hmm. the Keith way. And then I had... Oats lies in videotape.
1: That's done. Drop the mic. You know that's good.
0: I was pretty proud of that one.
1: Yeah, I don't think we need to do mine.
0: No, come on. No. Come on, it's not fair.
1: Trolling Travis. I had deal or no deal. I wrote that because I was mad when they were going back and (laughs) forth between the deal and I was irritated. And then my favorite one was the shaky hand of death. (laughs)
0: Because you totally, yes. And you were obsessed with him having the tremors. I couldn't
1: stop thinking about it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> the shaky hand of death.
1: But Oats, Lies and Videotape, that's one for the books. Good job. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Yay. Should we go to Twitter?
1: Yeah. Were people tweeting?
0: People were tweeting, um, but it was a lot of sad stuff. So hopefully these are kind of funny. What do you mean
1: sad stuff? Oh, but like uplifting stuff. Not no, like...
0: just like I love Lydia. This is so sad.
1: Yeah, that is good, though. People were supporting. They were Lydia. very engaged. Yes. OK, good.
0: Uh, Sally B., just want to be sure we all love Tony, right? I wanted to say yes until I heard your thoughts. So we all did, except for
1: Katie. No, I do like Tony. I just was wondering why Maria wasn't speaking. Just give me that. Because I honestly, for a while, didn't know she was sitting next to him. Because it's <laughs> only on him. And then they started panning over. And I'm like, Yeah, girl, I want to hear what you have to say, too. You were her mom, you know. She came to be with her mom.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just saying. All right, go ahead
0: uh sandy bright colvin who wants to buy some granola bars from travis
1: they're spiked with methamphetamine guys don't (laughs) please don't eat his granola bars
0: or moldy marijuana
1: oh that's right oh god
0: all sticky surfaces in his van
1: gross
0: nasty i'm telling you you gotta watch that clip where it's just really fast cuts it's like dizzyingly fast cuts of the van and it's like 20 shots of just various stains
1: I'm scared, stain,
0: stain, stain, stain is that's a lot. And that's coming from me. And my car is like filthy all the time.
1: That's why I'm worried.
0: Yeah, it, that's it's really bad. You're a lamb who had this amazing journey on Twitter that made me laugh so hard because she's always maybe drunk. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking Travis was the Elon Musk of granola bars. Yes, this is how I will brand him in my head. Know what, what does that mean? mean? I don't even know. He's going to send people to Mars. I don't even know.
1: He changed the game.
0: He 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 created the game of granola delivery and is going to be Kanye West vice president. But did we need as of yesterday?
1: Did um, what
0: Kanye is running for president and Elon Musk is supporting him every day. This is 2020. Every day something happens. Oh, just why not? Yeah
1: just crazy to crazy. Wait, Uh okay. No, but something's wrong with, (laughs) okay, wait, go back to what you said before. I had something to say.
0: Something about granola bars in space. Oh,
1: about Elon, about Elon Musk. So did we ever ask for a granola delivery service? Was that something that we were all like clamoring for? Was there a change.org position? Here's my
0: question. So Keith says like a granola delivery route. Is he delivering the bars to gyms? Or little shops, or is he doing like deliveries to individual people?
1: No, it's got to be to gyms or shops, but I thought he was only in this bakery.
0: Well, he definitely delivers them because Keith said deliver- granola delivery route and people were titillated. So don't say they were thought it was funny. <laughs> um,
1: so you just ruined Christmas. <laughs> titillated.
0: But come on, but so I just. If you those all those handheld type of foods, you know, that they have it like juice shops and stuff, they have to be delivered from somewhere.
1: Yeah, no. Yeah, I guess. But I I got the feeling that he worked at the bakery, that she was like his employer. But he he also made the granola.
0: He rented space in that bakery so he could work on his granola for his granola company. What space? He rented a plate
1: in the front or no, he rented a kitchen. I see. He rented
0: Use of the kitchen.
1: I see. Because he was cooking meth in his own kitchen. So <laughs> couldn't cook in, got it. Slash right. van. Oh, yeah, because he lives in, he doesn't have a kitchen. I
0: don't know. I just made that up, but it seems plausible. That seems, that seems kind of on the nose. And I feel like these ex-girlfriends, he would crash with them a lot.
1: Ooh, creepy. I wonder what those girls are going through. Oh, God. Sorry, ladies.
0: Okay, you're a lamb. So this was her journey. <laughs> I believe Travis and I will die on this hill. D- dateline shoot. Keith saying granola is my new ringtone. Okay, doubling down on my belief, tra- my believing Travis thing. Oh, crap, he did it. With <laughs> a GIF saying, file that under, oopsie. Oh my God,
1: you're <laughs> a lamb.
0: So I wrote to her and I was like, you've gone on quite the journey this evening, haven't you? Because <laughs> I just kept watching for her tweets to come. She'd be like, I'm doubling down. I love Travis. Travis oh did- shoot, he did it
1: that is really funny. <laughs> I know. Why was she dub- Why was she picking that? Kills health?
0: me. I don't know, but I really enjoy it.
1: Oh, that's funny. All right. Yeah.
0: At one point she's like, I don't even think he's gluten free. And she wrote, <laughs> um, that's right. Everybody. I am Dateline producer. <laughs> Ask me your questions.
1: Oh, wow. Wow. Delightful. She was having, she was having one on. I like it. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, Dame Tukey said, This is a photo of the guy Travis said Kenya left with. And it's a um, sketch. It's a, can you see?
1: No, is it just a
0: stick person? It's just a stick person. Awesome. I don't know if that really translates on a podcast. Uh, Sunny D says, Frozen granola equals frenola. Hashtag million dollar idea. I actually could get down with that because I really like crunchy foods and I think it might be even crunchier. What if it was with a sorbet? No, thank you. Like a raspberry sorbet, an acai bowl, frozen.
1: I'll pass. Thank you.
0: (laughs) I think it sounds good, Sunny D. I like it. Poppy Seed says- Sunny D,
1: I'm sorry. This is not about you, Sunny D. This is about (laughs) my dietary need to eat unhealthy foods. That sounds really healthy. I shan't, but thank you. It's definitely for someone else.
0: So Poppy Seed says, doesn't Travis kind of look like Beavis from Beavis and Butthead? Yes. yes. Yes, actually.
1: Yes, ma'am.
0: Can you see this picture? Like, it's shocking. No,
1: I, I. Yeah, he does. You don't even have to show me. That's who he looks like. Done.
0: Uh, Kelly Kaler says, Keith is even leaning back in his chair. I think he's just trolling us. <laughs> yes, he is. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. She also said, Travis looks like the love child of Paul Bettany and Woody Harrelson.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay, I really see
0: Paul Bettany. I could see but Woody Harrelson, a much a less little attractive. Bit. Paul Bettany. I love Woody Harrelson. J.W. the Karen Slayer said, "I just had the most random thought. Anyone old enough to remember climbing rope being mandatory in PE? See, this is why I don't know what's going on on Dateline. No attention span whatsoever. Climbing rope. Did you? I don't think we had to do that because I don't think I could do that.
1: I remember getting checked for scoliosis. Do they still do that? Yes." I remember avoiding it.
0: <laughs> so you didn't want to have scoliosis?
1: No, because I didn't wear a bra and I was embarrassed that other people would find out.
0: Oh,
1: you got really upset and made an excuse to leave.
0: Oh, that is so
1: that makes my stomach hurt. It makes my stomach hurt. And it was me. So thanks for the memories. P.E. They should just outlaw P.E. P.E. just doesn't work, y'all. It's just everybody has. They don't
0: have the funding for it anymore anyways.
1: Because everybody has trauma from it. I don't know one person that's like, I loved P.E. No, you didn't.
0: The jocks, the boys that were jocks did. And the girls that were jocks. I apologize. There are many girl jocks, too.
1: I don't remember my female like sports friends liking P.E., but they didn't have to do P.E. because they were in
0: sports. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyways, Emma CSI New York says this isn't about you, Travis. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think there we you, go.
1: Good call. That's
0: really the crux of it. This is not about you, Travis. Dana Sand said, I don't have any comment. I just realized I haven't tweeted anything in almost 30 minutes. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Um, about Travis not wanting to be labeled as a sex offender. Very Liza said, I'm labeling Travis as a sex offender. I think we all are. I think it's done. And- um, Do they
1: watch Dateline in prison?
0: Well, yeah. Someone else said they were sure that if- I mean, I think they have NBC, so- it's going to get around. Someone's going to watch it and uh, tell everybody.
1: Okay. So so your secret's not really, it wasn't that great of a deal, was it, man? Okay. But
0: he himself was never interviewed by Keith. So maybe he did not give any permission to this Stateline story or even know about it.
1: Does he have to if he's incarcerated? I don't think he does.
0: I don't, I think they don't have to, it's not like you have to sign. They don't have to blur your face when you're being in your interrogation room, right? So, yeah, I don't. What if this is a total surprise to you in prison and you're watching it? And you're like, oh, my God, there's my story. Yeah, I think I'd freak out. I would, especially if I had said I don't want to be labeled as a sex offender.
1: All sex offenders are bad. There's not levels. But like this is particularly heinous.
0: You I mean, I think I think the burning and the yeah, every I think even those prisoners are going to turn on you. But I'm just picturing him in the the whatever that courtyard area is, and it's on the TV and everyone just turns really slowly and you just hear dead silence, but like the creaking of the chairs turning around, it's they're all looking at Travis.
1: I'm picturing that too.
0: Come yeah. on. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah,
1: that's real good.
0: But, and Bravo Social, Bravo Social said, look at his hair. That guy has access to a lot of bleach.
1: That was a weird thing. We didn't talk about that, about his bleach. That was funny. But his bleach, like, obsession. What was that all about?
0: I think there's other victims. He has something with his childhood. Someone on Twitter was like mommy issues because like his mom would clean with bleach a lot. I bet. What if his dad or mom was a serial killer themselves and they cleaned up with bleach a lot? Wasn't he going to go stay with his dad at one point and then he went to stay with his grandparents? He did
1: in the weird town in the not the weird town, but the small town, the one that he stayed when Lydia when Lydia was attacked. Mm hmm. Hmm, that's interesting. Oh man, I wonder what his like. Poor grandparents. No, were I don't like. think they
0: were in on it. Yeah, they must feel horrible.
1: Yeah, they're definitely not in on it. But still, could, could you imagine like finding out that all that happened while he was under your roof?
0: God, I just got goosebumps.
1: I know. Sorry. Terrible.
0: It's like that show, "Evil Lives Here."
1: I that show gets me.
0: Yeah. Ugh.
1: I can't, but I have to. I have to watch it. I have to know.
0: <laughs> it's okay.
1: Yes, ma'am. Is there Two anything things. else?
0: One thing it might make you happy and one thing might make you sad. All Which right. one do you want first? Doesn't matter. No, come on.
1: What is it? <laughs>
0: Which one do you want first?
1: Uh, the sad. Is it something that. Stop. Do you have one about you in here or is it, are they both just me?
0: Uh, they're not about me. They're not. One of them's not about you.
1: Oh, OK. Then tell me that one. OK. I want to know the one that's about me.
0: No, the one about you actually might make you happy. So we've had this talk several times now about whether a doctor could tell if someone had given birth before.
1: Sweet Lord. And I had the whole conversation with my mom, too. And I have a whole new opinion. But
0: I so my mom wrote me a lengthy opinion, which I cannot read on the show. Mm -hmm. It's about her private business. She asked her doctor, though, Mm -hmm. and her doctor said, yes, they would definitely be able to tell. So. The jury is very mixed on this, I have to say.
1: Here is something that my mom and Oliver agreed on is that because he had not been with her before she was pregnant, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: he may not know. Interesting. Which I did not think about. Like, of course, he had not. He had only been with her after she had given birth. Right. So anything that he might have thought, huh, that looks like somebody who's who has been pregnant before he may have passed off as. Mm-hmm. something else I don't know but also I just don't I think I'm wrong so No yeah.
0: but my mom asked her doctor I don't know what pretense she asked her doctor under She probably just said my daughter is a podcast this is what they're talking about hmm. But she said it had to do with maybe I don't really want to get into the graphics of it
1: No please don't and I also wish I hadn't been so sure on that so and I think I was so excited because I thought it was a water shoes and it turns out to be like a water board
0: no, it turns out to be a, a divisive thing in our community of women. That makes me sad that I don't know
1: enough about women's bodies to know the answer to that question. But
0: that's what we have women who have had babies saying absolutely not. We have a doctor saying absolutely. We have a Joni saying absolutely not until she talked to her doctor. And now she's saying absolutely.
1: Said a doctor would be able to tell. A doctor said a doctor would be able to tell. Yes. Interesting. Okay. What is the thing that's going to make me upset?
0: Ellie on Twitter came up with a really good title.
1: Oh, that's, that's that makes me happy.
0: For the collectors. Um, So remember the wife, Jan, and they collected all that stuff?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's really good. Mm-hmm. Janny loves
1: Oh Well, that's shame on you and me.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's actually like crosses over into brilliant territory.
1: It's really good. It's five bright gold stars.
0: It's like it's brilliant. It's referencing an old TV show. It's it's using Yiddish. It's using Yiddish.
1: It's very good.
0: It's I don't even know. I don't even have words for how good it is. What's her
1: name? Ellie. Well done, Ellie. Yeah, I'm giving you a shaky handshake. That was very good.
0: Write to us, Ellie. I will send you I'll send you some bingo cards and a sticker. How about that? Yeah, you deserve that. Thank you guys so much for uh, enduring a second week of this crazy case. I hope you liked it, Katie, this episode. Me? I think it's a good one.
1: I thought it was good, but what you didn't choose it. This was chosen for us.
0: But I would have eventually. It's on my list. But now I don't have to.
1: But I did. I did enjoy it. And speculating wildly about Travis's motives. I'm still, we got to see if we can find anything else on him. Super curious.
0: What do you guys think motivates him as a killer? It's
1: very odd to me.
0: He's a weird one.
1: I can't read him. I don't know. Okay. But uh, we don't like it. No, don't like it.
0: And what kind of music does he listen to? Is it Jack Johnson?
1: Avenged Sevenfold.
0: Is that a band? Yeah. Avenged what? Sevenfold? Sevenfold.
1: They have lots of T-shirts out, and I don't know how they have so many T-shirts at when Hot I Topic? don't know any of their songs. Yeah.
0: Really? At Hot Topic?
1: Yeah, at Hot Topic. But there's like 50 of their shirts. So if you go on Hot Topic, like if you go into Hot Are Topic- we just
0: old that we just don't know any of the-
1: No, I don't know. I think some people listen. I just don't know who, what they sang. I have no idea what they sang. I think
0: people, they're like- Let us know.
1: I you can send s- us
0: some videos. I won't, probably won't watch them though. They're scary. I don't. Metal makes me uncomfortable. Like that song, Black Hole Sun really freaks me out.
1: Soundgarden. I guess Soundgarden is metal. Maybe they listen to Dragon Force. Maybe he listens to operatic metal, which is kind of fun.
0: Oh, I don't even know what that is.
1: I played it for you.
0: Pretend I do. You did? Okay. Thank you, everyone. Watch Hamilton. Wear a mask. Find us on Patreon patreon.com forward slash date dateline. You get a bonus episode and some extra content every month. And it's $10 level. We do a YouTube live chat. It's really, really fun. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, date dateline and on Facebook. And I am getting better about writing people back sooner on Facebook, kind of. And make sure above all, the best thing you can do to support us right now leave us a review on Apple Podcasts.
1: Yes, please. That would be it's amazing. It's free
0: and it takes just a couple seconds and it's like, makes all the difference. It's how our show can grow. And um, make sure you're download, subscribing, all that. And do watch alone yep. for f- another while. Do what science is telling you to do.
1: When you are out and about again, White Vans. We have yet. I mean, this is like a glaring example. White vans.
0: No. By the sprinter vans that I look at my van life videos, they always build them out of white vans.
1: Well, we will cross that bridge when we come to it. But right now, the rule still stands until you have the deed to a white van in your hand. White van, white van, white man. No. (laughs) Right. That's the rule. That's like the DJ rule. That's now the new thing. (laughs) White man slash white van equals no exclamation point. No can.
0: No can. (laughs) No (laughs) can. Bye, everybody. Bye. I had to fight every of my Karen instincts at CVS today because I almost wanted to go Karen, but I didn't.
1: Because of people you want to speak to the manager?
0: I was waiting in line for my prescription for 25 minutes because there was one person behind the counter and there she was helping one guy for 25 minutes. And I was sighing and stretching and I was about to just go, ma'am, is there anyone else here that can help us? But then when I got to the front, she's like, thank you for your patience. I said, are you all alone? And she's like, yeah, I'm all alone here. And I was like, "Okay, she's doing her best. I'm glad I didn't say anything. She's
1: all alone on the Sunday after 4th of July. She gets a big old break. There was a
0: line behind me. Yeah. So I didn't Karen out and I was proud of myself. All you guys, Karens out there just have a little self-control. You'll feel better after.
1: But what I would have liked to have seen is the guy who was waiting with the waiting
0: He apologized twice, I would say, during that 25 minutes. He turned around and said, I'm so sorry this is taking so long.
1: What were they doing?
0: They were, she kept trying to put in something and there was missing numbers and he didn't have the phone number for the doctor. And finally, she's, he's like, she's like, can you get the phone number and come back? And he's like, okay. And then he walks by me and he's like, I'm sorry that took so long and I got nothing out of it. And I was like, sorry. He's like, I'm walking away empty handed. It was kind of brutal.
1: That's brutal for everyone. There's no winners in that. Why did you tell that story? Why did I ask? Because
0: I was a winner and that society was a winner because I've seen people lose it at CVS. I've seen people yell. People lose their, their brains at the CVS.
1: Well, generally, they're there to get medication that they're out of. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: They're either sick or they're just cranky and there's never enough staff. And so- It just is not a good situation, at least at my CVS. Why I don't switch, no one knows. That's too much work. Michelle M., I don't think you wanted my CVS story as part of your thank you.
1: But you got it.
0: You got it.